Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. It is the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. Much love to everybody tuned in and locked in all over North America. I hope you're good. I hope you're well. I hope you're safe. I hope you're cool. Whatever you're doing, I hope you're good. Simple as that. I'm going to be rolling with you for the next two hours. Shout outs to everybody locked in all over North America. So whether or not you were listening or watching Monday Night Football, whether you were listening or watching the National League Championship Series, we going to talk about it all. I'm coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia. Shout-outs to super producer and host Dave Shepard. He is holding it down in New York City. And again, thank you to you. So whether you're tuning in on your local affiliate, just finishing up with Monday Night Football, whether you're locked in on the free Odyssey app, you could be listening on Sirius XM channel 158, or you could be on a smart speaker. I say thank you. Okay. If you want to talk to me, communicate with me. I got a phone number. It works. It's connected to multiple lines. It's 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Congratulations, first of all, to the Philadelphia Phillies. They knock off the Arizona Diamondbacks in game one of the NLCS. The final score there, 5-3. to three. These Philadelphia Phillies just go out there and continue to smack around bombs. Kyle Schwarber says he is a home run. And you think about Bryce Harper turned 31 years old on Monday. He hit a home run. Nick Castellanos continues to bomb away with home runs. As a matter of fact, Castellanos is only the second player ever to hit five home runs in a three-game postseason span. The only other dude to do that, just some guy named Reggie. Yeah, Reggie Jackson. Anyway, collectively, The Philadelphia Phillies have hit 12 home runs in their last three games. That is the most ever in a three-game postseason span. A matter of fact, I want you to take a listen. This is the final call from the game. The Phillies winning and walking away with a victory. This is courtesy of the Phillies Radio Network. So we go full again with a runner on at first. Three and two to count. Kimbrell's ready. The kick, the pitch. Swinging a hot shot to third, backhand boom to second. There's one, on to first, game over. Nice. 
around the horn. The Phillies take game one as Craig Kimbrell gets the save. Alec Bohm starts the game-ending double play, and the Phillies have a 5-3 win over the Diamondbacks here in the first game of the league championship series. If you don't want to wait too long, you don't have to because game two of the NLCS is going to be Tuesday night, 8.07 p.m. Eastern time, as Aaron Nola will be on the mound at home in Philadelphia against Merrill Kelly. Also have to show love to the other game that took place earlier on in the afternoon, earlier on in the day, and that is in the American League Championship Series as the Texas Rangers, they're able to hold off the Houston Astros, the final score there, 5-2-4. Texas really held on. I mean, damn it, I look at Nathan Avaldi went out there and had an amazing game. It's crazy how his career has advanced. And tonight, six innings pitched, nine strikeouts, just absolutely amazing. Texas opened things up in the first inning and automatically scored four runs. And uh, Houston had trouble trying to to even get back in there. Almost did. Uh, Alvarez hit two home runs, but it wasn't enough. They end up winning 5-2-4. They got a 2-0 lead. I know a lot of people are happy that the Astros are are down in the hole right now. But would anybody be shocked if they came back? I think the answer is no. Not at all. That's on the baseball side. Minutes ago, I told you folks. Here we have it. Monday night football. The Chargers lose again. What else is new? They choke away. They stink at the end of games. Their head coach stinks. The defense is crap. And they lose to the Dallas Cowboys 20-17 in Los Angeles in SoFi Stadium. This place is so bad for the home teams, both L.A. teams. I don't care if you like the Rams. I don't care if you like the Chargers. It sounded like AT&T Stadium inside the damn place. And this game started off slow. Dallas wins 20-17. to 17. Uh, We saw two touchdowns early, and then we did not see another touchdown until the fourth quarter. Let's break it down. In the first quarter, to start things off here, we got some action from the Chargers. Justin Herbert connects with Keenan Allen in the first, putting them up 7 to nothing. This is all courtesy of Westwood One. It's third and goal at the one of Dallas. Chargers have it. In the gun, the Charger quarterback, Herbert. Receiver in motion, shotgun snap, quick throw, far side on the goal line, falling down, Allen catches, belt high, touchdown, inside the pylon, far side of the field, and the Chargers have struck first on a one-yard touchdown pass by Justin Herbert after a terrific punt return, sets up their great field position, 6 nothing Chargers early in the first. Oh, Kevin Harlan already excited in the first. I'm imagining he's going to get more excited as the game goes on. The Dallas Cowboys were able to answer back with that touchdown. Dak Prescott on a fourth down, able to run it in himself, an 18-yard run to tie the game up in the first quarter. He made it 7-7. Fourth down and one, powered by the side of Prescott. Three wide, 18 of the Chargers, snap, spin. It's a run by Prescott, broke a tackle, 15 10 5 touchdown takes it down the middle great fake to pollard prescott runs it in with a touchdown run 
of 18 yards, his first touchdown run of the season. What a call by Mike McCarthy. And now an extra point away from tying the game. Yeah, the game was tied 7-all at the end of the first. We move into the second quarter. The Cowboys kick a field goal. It's now 10-7 in the third quarter. Not a lot of scoring here, can you tell? In the third quarter, these Chargers tie it up with another field goal. It's 10-10, to and I'm saying to myself, this game sucks. And then things get interesting in the fourth quarter because we finally got some more touchdowns, okay? To break the 10-all tie, Brandon Cooks, he's able to catch a touchdown, kind of diving towards out of bounds from Dak Prescott. That gave the Dallas Cowboys a 17-10 lead. Take a listen to that. Everybody bunched in tight, second down goal. It's at the three of the Chargers. Prescott in the gun, receiver lamb in motion. Put him at the two. There's the snap. Crops back five. Power to block. By in time. He arches a pass in the end zone. Over the shoulder catch. Far side touchdown. Brandon Cooks is caught. A touchdown pass from Prescott over his shoulder with a defender draped all over him. Two-yard touchdown reception. The Cowboys have taken the lead early in the fourth quarter. 17 to 10 was that lead. So now you say to yourself, well, what? What do the Chargers do? Are they going to fold up now? They're going to fold up later. They decided to tie the game themselves. Justin Herbert able to take him down the field and tie the game up with a one-yard pass to Gerald Everett. Tie game. Listen to this. Eckler is the back. Three tight ends in from the one. Fourth and goal. Chargers tight end in motion. Four-man front, shotgun snap, rolling out of the pocket, throwing in the end zone, caught goal line, touchdown Everett. Chargers have cashed in, another one-yard touchdown run by Herbert. And they're an extra point away from tying the game with the clock at 7-11. 7-11. Yeah, it was 7-11. How about that? That's when he scored the touchdown. And so the Dallas Cowboys get the ball back. They're able to run time off of the clock. They get just ahead of the two-minute warning, about two minutes, 19 seconds left in the game, and the Dallas Cowboys are able to kick a field goal. Brandon Arbery knocks it in from 39 yards out. Dallas has the lead 20-17. to And so the Chargers get the ball back with an opportunity to score, whether they want to tie the game or ultimately score a touchdown and then really take the lead. Justin Herbert trying to lead them down the field to do something, tie or take the lead, and it did not work out. This final call of the game to close it up and shut down shop is courtesy of the Cowboys Radio Network. Listen to this. Third and 10 at the Charger 25. Minute 32 in the game. Herbert back. Pressure coming again. Throws it out. Intercepted. Gilmore jumped in at the Los Angeles 32, and you can credit the pressure for that one. Yeah, former defensive player of the year getting busy. You know what? I like Kevin Harlan better. I love his excitement. I love his enthusiasm. Let's listen to the final call again, this time from Kevin Harlan. 
Third and 11 inside the Charger 25. Shotgun snap, right tackle block. Herbert Messi pocket throws his ears hit. A throw, it's intercepted on a dive. It's intercepted by the Cowboys at the 33. Stefan Gilmore got it and seals a Dallas win with a diving interception. Somebody check his blood pressure. The Dallas Cowboys win the game. They start the season 4-2. to two. This is the third straight season that the Cowboys have started 4-2 and two or better. And the Chargers, they are just uh, a clumsy kid. They're just a clumsy kid always stepping and tripping over their damn feet. These Chargers have lost 15 of their last 18 games. And they've been decided by one possession. Their defenses, their defense, and I'm not talking about just this year. The defenses for the Chargers have stunk. Yeah, go ask the Jacksonville Jaguars how they feel about their defense. Go ask Brandon Staley. He's currently talking to the media right now, and I'm sure that he's making up excuses. I gave you my top six list last week of uh, coaches on a hot seat. He ain't long for the job here, man. He, he is not. They cannot get out of their own damn way. And so the Dallas Cowboys end up winning this game 20-17. to 17. As I mentioned, the Cowboys now have a record of 4-2, and two, and the Los Angeles Chargers, they fall to 2-3. and three. Uh, In the place, SoFi Stadium, it sounded like AT&T Stadium tonight. Uh, Not a good look by any stretch of the imagination as uh, the Chargers continue to fall. 855-212-4CBS. It's 855-212-4CBS. We got John calling from Atlanta. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. What's up, John? Hey, JR. How's it going, man? Uh a little disappointed, just lost all my fantasy matchups. Um, wanted to hear your thoughts on Brandon Staley. I know you said he's not really the best uh, coach. Do you think there's any way he keeps his job, even if they win a playoff game? Like, I feel like even if they make the playoffs and win a game, I feel like he's probably going to get fired. I think going there saves him in the Super Bowl. I uh, would love to hear your thoughts on that. No doubt about it, John. Thank you for calling from Atlanta. It depends on how bad they stink this year. That's just what it boils down to. Uh, I-, I think – this and I don't think when you have to be as defensive as he has been about what took place last year against the Jacksonville Jaguars, it is sitting in the back of your head. I mean, when you have to sit around and have press conferences and the reporters have to say, hey, do you think there's still a lull? Do you think there's still a, a hangover from when you blew that 27 to nothing lead last year? When you have to answer those questions, man, it's, it's still lingering. And the Chargers just have been bad. And this predates Brandon Staley. I think he's over his head. I think he's already too defensive. And I think when you're in that type of position, you've already kind of chopped away at any confidence that the players would have in you. Uh, Their defenses stink. Their offensive players are, for the most part, it seems that somehow, some way, they're always dealing with injuries. There's, there's, There's no confidence in the team. And so I wouldn't be shocked if they, A, don't make the playoffs, and then, B, decide to give him the boot. Not at all, man. This is like same old Chargers. Herbert will put up numbers. Uh, Keenan Allen, I believe, has the most reception yards or receivers, or excuse me, he has the most receptions uh, to start a a first five games of anybody in Chargers history. And, And where does that lead them? 
Nowhere. Because they can't win a close game. They also can't stop anybody throughout the course of any game. Period. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Dale is calling from Birmingham. You're on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, Dale? What's going on, JR? How are you? You got to turn that radio down, Dale. Yes, I turned it down. Thank you. Hey, look, JR, Dallas, they keep screaming about Prescott. He scrambled tonight. He's still running for his life. At least his wide receivers helped him out tonight. I mean, he can't throw it and catch it, too, and block for himself. Yeah, yeah. so uh, what's – that that's it. Nothing else. I mean, I mean, he's a good. Everybody's talking about he should be gone from down there. He's still a good quarterback. Uh, well, I, well, I, I think we all know that. And thank you, Dale, for calling from Birmingham. Look, I don't think anybody disputes Dak Prescott and what he does, or what he's done, or what he's capable of doing in the regular season. People want to see Dak Prescott and these Dallas Cowboys take the next step. Not in the regular season, but in the postseason. Go out there and beat, I don't know, let's just say the uh, the 49ers. Can you do that? Or are the Dallas Cowboys and Dak Prescott going to continually run up and uh, against the wall? That's it. And so, yeah, when people say get rid of Dak, I don't think they give a damn about the regular season. I think they're thinking long term. But, yeah, it's not all that damn easy just to pluck a quarterback off the street and have success. What do you want to? Who do you want to give the job to? You want to hand it over to Trey Lance? Uh, it ain't that damn easy. Eight five five two one two four CBS. I told you about Brandon Staley. Guy asked, "Do I think he'll keep his job?" Not at this rate. And I told you this man is having to defend himself or had to defend himself based on what happened in last year's playoffs and whether or not it's lingering. This is a coach who's desperate. This is what Brandon Staley had to say a while ago. Listen to this. I'm not worried about the Jacksonville loss. The Jacksonville loss hasn't carried on to the season whatsoever. If you've seen our training camp or you've seen the way we've played in the first two games, it hasn't had an impact on our team whatsoever. Our team is connected. Our team has played its heart out in two games, and we've lost two tough games. But there's, it has nothing to do with the Jacksonville game. And if you ask anyone in our locker room, it has nothing to do with the Jacksonville game. And that's just the truth. It's a convenient storyline for you and for everybody else but it's not the truth. We've lost two tough games, but the guys in that locker room, the men in that locker room, they are finishers and they have what it takes, and we're excited to prove ourselves. As the Chargers have lost 15 of their last 18 games by one possession. Man, it predates getting smacked in the postseason by the Jaguars. They just stink. It's really that simple. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. I'm going to take more of your calls on the other side of the, as the Dallas Cowboys knock off the Chargers tonight, 20-17 to out in Los Angeles. Dallas improves their record to 4-2. and two. The Chargers, they fall to 2-3. and three. And that was Brandon Staley from a few weeks ago. We're going to hear from Brandon Staley tonight. I wonder if he has any type of excuses. And you know what? We're going to hear some of those bombs as well from the Philadelphia Phillies. I think the fans are still celebrating as they just hit home run after home run after home run, and they kept it swinging. 
Plus, I'll talk to you, of course. It's the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. Don't move. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Longtime listener, huge fan. Oh my God, I'm so <laughs> flabbergasted. I even got on. I'm always driving home from work when I hear you. I just want to call and talk about the game tonight. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief. Call in now at 855 212 4 CBS. Oh, yeah, we, we have quite a few games tonight. Baseball playoffs, Monday night football. Congratulations again to the Cowboys beating the Chargers 20-17. to 17. Uh, At the same time, so I have my eyes in multiple places. I watched the Phillies just, just smack home runs against these surprising Diamondbacks. Who would have thought the Diamondbacks would have been in the National League Championship Series? And, and here they are. And they got smacked. They got beat up pretty much out of the gate. Five to three. And and just let's listen to some of these home runs because the Phillies are, are lighting things up. Kyle Schwarber hit another leadoff home run. He now has four. He has the most leadoff home runs in MLB playoff history. That sounds crazy. It belongs to Kyle Schwarber, who is he's swinging for the fences every time he takes a swing. He ain't swinging for no singles. Let's listen to that home run. To get things started, this is courtesy of the Phillies Radio Network. And Zach Allen, this being his former home. He grew up in New Jersey, and the first pitch is blasted deep to right, and Kyle Schwarber has arrived. A leadoff home run on the first pitch from Zach Gallen. His first homer of the postseason. It's one to nothing, Phillies. And then Bryce Harper, who turned 31 on Monday, he had a home run in the first inning, too. He made it two to nothing. Listen to this. Here's Bryce Harper, the birthday boy, and he swings and lifts it high and deep. And happy birthday, pal! Harper with a monster drive deep into right center. It's two nothing Phillies. Harper's fourth of the playoffs. I guess they didn't want to squeeze any more into the the first inning. And so they went into the second. And Nick Castellanos, who's just been on fire, he hit a home run himself, making it three to nothing. Listen. 1-1 pitch. Swung on. Hit well to right. Going back, Carroll to the track. He turns. He looks. It's gone. Over the (laughs) out-of-town scoreboard. And another home run for the Phils. It's their third of the night already. As Castellanos gets in on the party. His fifth homer of the playoffs, and it's 3 nothing Phillies. Yeah, man, they, they were lighting it up. The final score, 5-3. to three. Arizona couldn't get back uh, into the game, and so Philly will have an opportunity to take a 2-0 series lead on Tuesday afternoon. 855-212, or Tuesday evening. 855-212-4CBS. Lee is calling from San Diego. I, I think I know where this call is going to go. You're on CBS Sports Radio, Lee. What's up? Hey, Gr. The the Chargers keep chargering, don't they? Yeah, I guess we can call it that. Yeah. Why 
why are they torturing me, man? Um, they lose so many one-score games. It, it, you can go back forever. I, I mean, it started in San Diego, and it followed them right up to Smell A. And I, I hate the fact that this team loses these these score these games. That, I'm sorry. Don't uh, cry. You can tell I'm frustrated, Jr. I, I mean, <laughs> I can't stand it anymore. Well, are you stuck with them? I mean, are you just going to yeah, be? I, I'm stuck, man. I yeah. I had 20 years of season tickets in San Diego, man. I'm stuck. I, I can't let go of them. But this curse has followed them right to L.A. And uh, I don't understand it, man. See if you can explain it to me. I, I can't. I know that they choke at the end of games. I know their defenses typically stink. And whether you go from Anthony Lynn over to the new coach and Staley, uh, they suck, man. I, I, I wish I could give you a better answer. What is? Do you have, like, a backup team? You got another team you like? Well, as a kid, I liked the Dolphins, man. I grew up in the oh. 70s, and I was a Dolphins fan. Well, I mean, you better off rooting for the Dolphins this year. So I know it's two AFC teams, but I don't think they're going to be meeting in the playoffs. So root for the Dolphins. All right, I can deal with that, man. Yeah, I'm. I'm just. Thanks. You're welcome. I'm. I'm trying to find. Uh, just trying to find some sunshine for you. I told you that we would hear from Brandon Staley. We heard him complain and and whine and defend his team a few weeks ago saying that last season's playoff eliminations where they choked against uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars has had nothing to do with this season. Well, Brandon Staley, he spoke a few minutes ago, and he said, man, you got to give the Cowboys a pat on the back. Listen to this. Credit to Dak. He made a big play there. Um, You know, obviously we were in a really good coverage on the penalty. Uh, We had him very well covered, and that's just a tough one. I'll have to take a look at the tape on that one. Um, And then we were in a five-man rush, you know, when – he rolled to his right and hit CD. So I thought we were really good most of the night on third down. Um, you know, I thought that we pressured the quarterback at a high level. Um, you know, but uh, Dak made a couple plays on uh, that last drive, and it hurt us. Yeah, Dak, Pres- Dak Prescott finishing the night with 272 yards passing, uh, one touchdown, and he also ran in that touchdown early in the game. Uh, to put the Dallas Cowboys on the board. C.D. Lamb, seven receptions for 117 yards. And Brandon Cooks, I told you about his touchdown. That is the only touchdown that they scored outside of Dak Prescott's uh, run in. 855-212-4CBS. We got Mitch. Mitch is here from Baltimore. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Whoa, what up, buddy? How are you? I'm good, brother. Hey, um, I ain't talking about the game tonight too much because, you know, I'm from Baltimore, man. I, I, we dealt with a lot of heartbreak last weekend, man. And the Orioles, you know, they 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 coming up. I think we were swinging for the fences, man. Like everybody, you know, choked up a little bit. And you know what? I don't think they had the right starting pitching on that roster that they should have. But um, at the end of the day, I think John Means should have been in that roster. I think he should have been starting over. Um, I don't even well, I don't even know his Mitch, name anymore. Mitch, Mitch, with with all due respect, I think the I think the majority of the country doesn't want to hear about what happened to the Orioles last week. Sorry. Is that it? Is there anything else? 
Oh, no. Hey, hey, as far as the Ravens, though, man, look, <laughs> we should be the only undefeated team out here, man. Okay. Like 6-0. We ain't get it done, but, you know, we should have been like that. And you know what? Everybody can think they want, but we're the best team in the AFC, NFL, and that's what it is. Okay. I'm All out. Right. Well, thank you, Mitch, for calling from Baltimore to uh, to be a homer. I, I think that's uh, the, the clearest thing that I could get. Shep, was that was that an accurate definition of being a homer? Is that an accurate definition of being a homer? I mean, he yeah. talked about the Orioles for like two minutes there, and the Orioles have been gone for one week, and the only Oriole that anyone knows nationally is Gunnar Henderson. So, yes, that would qualify as an Oriole, and they're lucky to be 4-2, and that being the Ravens. So, and, and by the way, if you're going to talk about the Orioles, you can't blank on certain players if you're going to try to bring them up when they lost a week ago. Thank you. Oh, oh well, damn, ouch. But other than that, yeah. he was great. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, the Orioles should have did. Bro. Right. Like... <laughs> We don't care. I'm sorry. We just don't care. Uh, JR, what? It, it is hard to believe. I, w- I will say this. I thought, maybe, I, maybe I'm, uh, I'm really silly for thinking this, but I thought with Brooks Robinson passing away, I thought they were going to win at least a series for him. What an utter embarrassment the Orioles were in the postseason, not just losing but getting their asses swept. Oh, man. Damn, Shep. You— Oof. I mean, the I calls mean, are coming. You you know the calls are going to come in. Uh, now well, from listen, they're going to they're going to be staunch supporters of mine, Jr. They they are going to echo everything I'm saying because this is a franchise that was so prolific in the '60s, '70s, and '80s. And obviously, in my lifetime, I still remember Cal Ripken and Camden Yards picking up every single hat. Right? This is a franchise that was synonymous with greatness and winning and consistency, and they have not won a single game in the ALCS or the World Series in now. Two and a half uh, well, decades. That's I, I embarrassing. Do, I don't think you could do anything about the past 20 years. But I think as our last caller just said, even though he wanted to go into the weeds about what they should have done, I think most Orioles fans, and, and we got a lot of listeners in Baltimore, I think they're they're ultimately happy with how the, the season went. I think they're happy with what the, the franchise can look like moving forward uh, with all of their young players. And I don't think they're they're looking at it as like, oh, man, we stink or we blew it. I think they're happy to be here because there was no expectation that they would win 100-plus games. Uh, and I, I think there's optimism. I, so yeah. I don't think they're going to kick them when they're down. I don't think so. Jerry, I, I, I get that position. You know, second um... – you know, lowest payroll in baseball, obviously the lowest being the fire sale that is the Oakland Athletics. I, I understand all that. But they fire still sale? Well, they're a fire sale, yes. The Oakland Athletics, they're a joke. They shouldn't even be in the majors. I wouldn't call point. them a fire. I'd just call them a, a disaster zone. They're I thought just, I was being kind, okay. They're just on fire, period. Right, okay, and that, that's even more accurate these days. But, but let me say this, JR. Yeah. The Orioles fans understand that they did not get swept once, once, in any series they played in the regular season. And for that to happen, when they finally make it back to a postseason, I would be very hard-pressed to find Orioles fans that see the silver lining with the way their season ended, Uh, JR. Yeah, it's the playoffs. It's different, man. Everybody starts flat. You don't take them 101 wins with you. you Well, they they, they started flat, they played flat, and they ended flat. You're right about that. Yeah, but there's, there's nobody... Are you know harboring ill will about the team moving forward? It's going to be a competitive division. It's especially going to be competitive now. Uh, you you, you got to be optimistic, man. Hey, I don't think anybody's too too over the moon about how things ended. 
855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. We come back from break. I'm going to get to your calls. We'll talk about someone who won tonight. That happens to be Mike McCarthy. He doesn't have to listen to a stupid voicemail from Jerry Jones, uh, I guess. We'll hear from Mike McCarthy. I'm going to get to your calls. And then, unfortunately, we've had so many injuries uh, in the NFL over the past uh, two days now. I got to break it down. I mean, we got quarterbacks and running backs and just people dropping like flies. We'll talk about some of the injuries. I'm going to get to your calls. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. JR, how are you? You are amazing. You should be called a sports professor. Anybody ever call you that? Call in now at 855 212 4CBS. It's the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. No, no sports professor. Not, not at all. Sorry. Just a guy on the radio. But anyway, I'm a guy on the radio who's talking about the Dallas Cowboys victory. Over the Chargers tonight, I'm the guy on the radio talking about uh, the Phillies' victory tonight over the Arizona Diamondbacks. And I can tell you what I want to hear. I want to hear Mike McCarthy. Because typically we talk about this dude, and we we just we hear Jerry Jones just getting ready to give him the boot. We hear Jerry Jones saying, that oh, yeah, I got Dan Quinn and... He's talking about how Mike McCarthy isn't going to be the Cowboys coach forever. He's just torturing this guy. And so Mike McCarthy, a few minutes ago, spoke with the media, and he was happy with tonight's 20-17 to win over these Chargers. He says, man, we had a balanced victory. I think this is, you know, part of the definition of a complimentary football team. You know, the offense picks up for the defense, defense picks up for the you know, for the offense and special teams all the way around. So, I mean, there's plays that need to be made, especially down the stretch. Um, and, and, and it was, um, you know, I mean, it, it, was, it was a bumpy game out there. I mean, there's uh, about 20, 21 penalties called, a lot of back and forth, you know, a lot of resetting your jaw and just keep fighting. And um, and I thought, our, I thought our men did a really good job there. Yeah, it was a crap game until we got more offense in the fourth. It was just a pretty pathetic Two touchdowns to start the game early, a touchdown by the Chargers, a touchdown uh, by the Dallas Cowboys, Dak Prescott running one in, and he talked about the penalties. Yeah, 20 penalties combined by both teams. Pretty pretty bad all the way around. Dak Prescott, he talked about the Dallas Cowboys now having a record of 4-2. and two. Uh, He took a look at the offense. He looked at their performance. And Dak pretty much said, like, eh, we won, but of course we can do better. I mean, it was huge for us to get to four and two. Um, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. But uh, as I talked about our message throughout these days, we're moving forward and, and running our race, honestly. Um, you've got to show up week in and week out in this league. If you look back at this past weekend, obviously that shows you that. Yeah, well, the Dallas Cowboys have just typically been a regular season team that will go to the postseason and and get kicked around, unfortunately. And so they're going to get a bye. They're going to get some time off. And then the Dallas Cowboys next game, they should pick up a victory here as well, is going to be against the other Los Angeles team. The Cowboys are going to host the Los Angeles Rams 
on October 29th. 855-212-4CBS. Don is calling from Boston. You're on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, Don? Hi, JR. How you doing? Good. Hey, yeah, I just want to comment on the Chargers. I shouldn't say their best days, but, I mean, gone are the days. Uh, I, I enjoy watching, like, Marty Schottenheimer, an animated Schottenheimer, you know, or back in the day, Dan Fouts or Rivers. It's just obviously it's not the same team. And, you know, I don't want to compare them to the Patriots, but you can't pin it down to any one person. The whole team just, in my opinion, playing out stinks. So I don't know if it starts with the re-gutting, you know, from the top down, the coach all the way down, you know, in the team. But, yeah, no, I, you know, I, I think of the real Chargers team back in the day with, with certain players and not what they're up to today. Well, it, it is just maddening that they, they continue to spend so much money on a defense, and it, it just doesn't work. I mean, nope. they, they, they sign a J.C. Jackson, bring him over from New England. Uh, he craps the bed, can't even stay healthy so much that they end up basically dumping him back over to New England. You, you have somebody like yep. Camille Mack, Khalil Mack, and then you have Derwin James, and they have difference makers, but they can never – they can never tie everything together. And so they're always nope. having to play catch-up. Uh, the coach is always backs up against the wall. They, they can't get out of their way, man. They, they could use for better structure. Yep, just for sure, for sure. Hey, JR, let me know when you're heading up to New England. I'd love to have lunch with you. Uh, listen, man, I, I, I'd love that as well, man. I like to eat, Don, so stay tuned, okay? All righty, sir. Have a good night. Thanks for the call. Appreciate you, Don. Thank you for calling from Boston. Yeah, man, that, Cold weather don't bother me at all. I do not care. 855-212-4CBS. Corey is calling from Houston. What's up, Corey? What's going on, JR? Man, Yo, what's, what's how, up? About these, how about these Houston Astros, man? I mean, y'all were talking about the Baltimore Orioles. If the Astros get swept by the Rangers, we will never, ever hear the end of that. Ever. So, at least if they're going to sweep, let it be a gentleman sweep. Because those Rangers fans, even though we were kicking their butt during the regular season, but right now, Jordan Alvarez can't do everything. But uh, I don't know. What you think, J.R.? What do you think about those Astros? Well, I- I'm, not, I'm not necessarily closing the door on them. When you have the success that they've had over the past, uh, I don't want to say six or seven years, banging on trash cans or not, I- I'm not going to close the door on them. So I think they, they can right. still go out and have a series. I'm real interested to see what happens when Max Scherzer is on the mound. He hasn't pitched since September. Uh, even in the postseason, right. he's really hit or miss. He didn't have the best showing last year, got slapped around by the Padres. And so who right. knows? It's, it's either going one way or another. Either the Houston yeah. Astros are going to take advantage of Max Scherzer out of the box or Max Scherzer right. is going to shock everybody by being healthy and say, hey, I got five or six innings. But uh, there, should be, there should be some innings at the end because Max Scherzer, he ain't going to go long into that game, especially coming back. So I'm not closing right. the door on Houston even though they're down. And you know, you know Houston isn't a really good home team. They play better on the road. Either. Uh-huh. Uh, but they're getting down early. We could have won that last game on Berlin. 
Corey, I got I to gotta let you go. Corey, I got to let you go. It sounds like you're calling me from Bikini Bottom, okay? Hey, all right, JR. Uh, I'm sorry, man. It's just like call me from a fish tank, man. We can't do that here. 855-212-4CBS. We got Gabriel calling from San Diego. What's up, Gabriel? You going to tell me something about the Chargers? Yes, JR. How are you? Long time hearing you guys. First time caller. And if you really want to eat good food, call me whenever you're in San Diego. I'll take you to the best places. Okay. And, All right. and, and besides that, I just, I just want to say that to me, ex-San Diego Chargers, to me, they're the homeless team in the NFL. They got no home. So they they want us long time. A few years ago, they want us, all the people from San Diego, to pay for the new new stadium. So now they moved to L.A. They got no home. So they're the homeless team, and that's karma, Jaya. That's oh, karma. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Okay. The, so what are the what is Saint is Saint Louis? Well, not Saint Louis. Look at me calling the Saint Louis Rams. And so are the Rams <laughs> homeless as well? Uh, well, yes. At least they built a stadium down there in in, in Vegas. Uh, well, not 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 the Raiders. Not the Raiders. The Rams. Los well, well, Angeles the Rams, Rams. Well, well, yeah, but the Rams were there first. The the, the, the Chargers and they they've been using their stadium. Well, neither one of the teams even have, like, a home field advantage. It's just like it's go to L.A. to see your favorite team. Don't show up to see the Chargers or the Rams. It's it Tonight felt like a Cowboys home game. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So, you know, Spanos, they, 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 they moved the team to L.A. And, you know, most the first year probably most of the friends here in San Diego, they still cheer for, for the Chargers. Right. But they're going to the drain. Yeah, well, I don't know. going to the drain. I feel like they've been they've been sitting and circling for a minute. So uh, maybe they're just <laughs> doing it in Los Angeles. Hey, Gabriel, thank you so much for calling. Okay. Nice talking to you, Jr. Likewise, man. It's the Jr. Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. We ain't circling no drain here. Not a, not at all. No siree. Yeah, I, I feel bad for all of the the fans and people in San Diego. I, I hate. I hate teams that are just displaced. That's why everything going on with the Oakland A's is pretty pathetic as they pretty much make their way out to, to Las Vegas. It's just certain teams and cities cannot catch a break. It's unfortunate. At least uh, you don't have to watch them lose in San Diego. They can keep all that losing in L.A. Sorry. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS. We're going to talk more about these games, and I have to get into some of these injuries in the NFL because there are a lot of them. Could alter some of the regular season, too. I'll fill you in here on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t